Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, and it is the 9th of November 2022, and on today's show, a look at the new college football playoff rankings, TCU in the top four, that makes the assignment much more easier for the Horn Frogs, and also a look at the Pac-12 television uh, news, and whether or not the number is important or the exposure is important, and what that means for Big 12 expansion, possibly. All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Thank you guys for making us a part of your day. We're brought to you all by Sling TV today. It's college hoop season. Uh, it's the World Cup, guys, and college football. Don't forget pro football, the best place to watch it all, Sling TV. Also, uh, please subscribe to the channel. We're heading towards 2,600. Help us get there. You guys have been so great with subscribing, so hopefully you all can help us keep that going. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Find us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. All right, so we got the newest college football playoff rankings last night. And look, once again, these things are um, – because each committee is different, I wish I could say these things are going to be instructive about what it means in the future, but it's not, right? So, you know, right now we're having the conversations about a four-team playoff. And look, it's pretty interesting. You know, we've got the – I think at this point it's going to be a conversation around Tennessee at 11-1. and one the loser of the Michigan and uh, Ohio state game at 11 and one, most likely you know, there are going to be conversations about that. A one loss PAC 12 champion, you know, uh, undefeated TCU one loss, big 12 champion. You know, those are kind of the things we're looking at. Um, I, once again, wish you could say that once we go to 12 teams, you know, this kind of stuff is going to be instructive, but we're talking about the at larges teams that did not win conference titles. We're really going to be starting to stack up stuff like, I test strength of record logos will matter all of that stuff. But right now in these rankings, I know it kind of matters, uh, but you know, I think this stuff will crystallize. Nonetheless, it's exciting to talk about. Let's look at it right now. These rankings uh, were of last night. It is week number 11. Now post week 10 heading to week 11 here. Here's your top four, Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan, and TCU. The Horn frogs get to number four. Tennessee's number five. We'll get there in a second. Oregon six, LSU seven, USC eight, Alabama nine, and Clemson number 10. Ole Miss is 11, UCLA 12, Utah 13, Penn State 14, Carolina's 15, NC State is 16, Tulane 17, Texas is 18, Kansas State is 19, Notre Dame is 20, Illinois is 21, UCF is 22, FSU is 23, Kentucky 24, and Washington 25. Once again, a lot of the things that happen in the back part of the poll are just kind of used to help justify things towards the front of the poll. That is something that we have to keep in mind. Also, I think it's helpful for some television stuff. I think it's the reason why LSU was number 10. I got the win last week, though. That saw them jump up to number seven. Um, and I think this is this is where the conversation gets very interesting. At TCU at number four, and then Tennessee at number five. Well, you look at those two teams, the one big difference is that TCU has won every single game they played, right? 
now they have not done it in impressive fashion. Last week, we were told by the committee chair, Boo Corrigan, who is also in the what, AD at, uh, at um, NC State, he said that TCU is playing in a lot of really close games, and they're looking for a balanced, more complete team. He cited Alabama. Well, I don't think we can say Alabama. I mean, if you want the exact opposite of a balanced and complete team, I present to you the Alabama Crimson Tide. That is a team propped up by some awesome individual players and really not a whole lot of balance uh, that lacks discipline, not great coaching, but they've got some real stars. Talk about uh, one Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Dallas Turner, Will Anderson, apologize for the banging. There is work going on in my house right now. But you think about those those players, and that's kind of what Alabama is. They're propped up by that. I would I would say to you, Tennessee at this point is a better, more well-rounded team. I just think they operate a bit better. Tennessee's defense also too. I think um, you know, considering what, what they went through this weekend, like didn't perform horribly. I, I will give them that. Uh, against Alabama, they did, but like you know, I, I'd say Tennessee's a little bit more well well rounded than Alabama. So if you wanted to make that argument, I actually think TC uh, t- Tennessee is kind of the better argument for a male, more well rounded team than Alabama was, which is interesting. But I think because of TCU being undefeated, that's why they got the nod here. I'd also say this, and I I, I truly believe this, and I wish this weren't the case, but this is this is actually a lot of my, my skeptic coming out of me. I'm a believer that because this week we are seeing the Texas versus TCU matchup. That's a, uh, you know, night game, college game day, ABC. And look, I'm not saying this comes up in the room, but I think because it's on ESPN and whatnot, I mean, I think that, you know, putting TCU number four just feels a bit better and making that number a bit better. Like once again, and e- I mean, you can't tell me last week when LSU and Alabama were being put in the rankings, the fact that they weren't playing at 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN was not being factored into the situation. It had to have been. It's fine. This is all a TV show anyway. So following that script, that would make a whole lot of sense to me if you if you were to do that. But I do think having TCU at four obviously helps out this matchup. But it is quite, you know, quite the conversation to have when we talk about, hey, last week, oh, this is last week's rankings, uh, but you can see last week, TCU behind Alabama. And then, you know, the whole reason was not a complete team. TCU is coming from behind. And what does TCU do once again? They come from behind and the number one team lost the new number one team and stacking them up against TCU. Well, they put that, that team behind them. So I would say that's a, that's a bit inconsistent, especially considering how uh, similar the records of Tennessee and, and TCU are their strength. of record is pretty similar. Their offensive numbers are pretty similar. You know, the way that those teams operate, like I think a lot of that stuff is pretty similar. And so I actually think that the Tennessee case to be ahead of uh, TCU was, is stronger one than the Alabama one was. Now, I think the Horn Frogs should be top four. I think once again, if you look at the path that they've gone through, the storm that they have weathered to get where they are, um, they nobody is playing more more good teams on a weekend and week out basis than TCU is. I mean, just once again, if you look at their schedule, you talk about teams going to bowl games. I know it's not always the best, the best, uh, you know, kind of indicator, but you know, you're playing SMU going to a bowl, Oklahoma, probably going to a bowl, Kansas going bowling, Oklahoma state going bowling, Kansas state going bowling, West Virginia, probably not going bowling. Texas tech has a chance to go bowling. Texas will Baylor will. And if Iowa state has got a chance to, I mean, you're playing a bunch of teams in your schedule that are, you know, that have a chance to be like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine win teams. You know, you look at the Tennessee schedule, you know, they play a, uh, you know, 
um, be able to play Vanderbilt. And I guess not all bowl teams are created you know, e- equally, I guess. But Missouri at this point in time is not going to a bowl game, right? It does not look like they will. Akron is probably not going to a bowl game. We don't know yet with Ball State if they are going to a bowl game. Tennessee Martin is not a team that, you know, at, the, at this caliber, at this level. So, And look, I'm not meaning to mean their schedule. I mean, they have relatively like similar schedules. The highs are a bit higher for Tennessee because they play in the SEC in terms of schedule highlights. The lowers are a bit lower because of some unbalanced stuff happening in the Southeastern Conference this season. So um, I think that's a better argument, Tennessee at four than TCU at four. Uh, as opposed to Alabama last week out of them. But I still think, once again, TCU being there is right. And these rankings right now, guys, I I know we can do the whole thing of there is no chance that TCU is a better team than Tennessee. Well, look, like, you know, we're now nine games in. And all we can do is go off what we saw. And if you're a Tennessee fan out there, you know, the the upshot is here, look, uh, Ohio State still has to play Michigan, right? That still has to go down. TCU still has to run the table. And if you're Tennessee and you're 11 and one, I know Oregon's got a great shot to to be a Pac-12 champion, and that's a interesting question there. UCLA's got a shot. USC has a shot. USC's not very good to be honest. Uh, USC has a shot though, um, and those those would be conference champions. But you have to like the way that the committee has positioned you and. You know, you lose to Georgia. There's no shame in that. I mean, everybody's going to lose to Georgia right now. Uh, and they have a, a way of reminding folks with that. But, uh, you know, at the same time, like you're at number five and some team ahead of you, one of the two teams ahead of you is going to lose 100%. Maybe even two teams ahead of you. Hell, even three. If Georgia somehow slips up against LSU, I doubt that happens. So there's a lot of football left to be played. The one other gripe I would have, and this is not Big 12 related, is USC at number eight. Um, you know, I don't, Caleb Williams has been fantastic and, 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 you know, they're, uh, he's been great this year, but that defense is horrible. They're dreadful. They didn't hang on against Cal. You know, if they were challenged by anybody, really anybody, they would, it feels like at this point in time, they would lose that Oregon state win happened much earlier in the season, which is very good for them in that case. And also I think there's some, uh, there are people upset about Clemson being ahead of Ole Miss, mainly our friend at Locked On Ole Miss, Stephen Willis, because this could keep them out of the playoff. I don't think that's true. I think if Ole Miss gets the win over Alabama, they do it in semi-convincing fashion. I think that there's a good case that they jump, and then depending on, on how USC performs, there is some room for some movement there. But two loss LSU at number seven, I mean, there is a path for them to make the playoff. That is for sure. There is, they're not out of it yet. Uh, LSU is is the candidate for a two-loss team to finally get into this thing. Not sure if they could win it, but they are they are in the mix right now, the LSU Tigers. Hell, if they beat Georgia, though, and got themselves in, I mean, they'd definitely be a very uh, live team to win this thing this season. So there you go. There's a college football playoff rankings. Uh, once again, Big 12 teams, number four, TCU, number 18, Texas, number 19, Kansas State. You're seeing a lot of the cannibalization happening right now. Uh, Baylor could get in depending on how they do with the win next week. We'll see, but you're seeing this conference really eat it, eat itself alive right now. I think that's what, that's what's happening. Uh, you know, with the, at least the middle class, like if they're having a tough time getting those teams surging towards the top, you know, it's not a Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, LSU situation. It's not how it's working this season, at least. So, uh, that, that is the college ball playoff scenario. All right, quick break, word from our sponsors, and then we'll talk about some Big 12, Pac-12 television type stuff. Interesting article from Dennis Dodd yesterday. I think you guys will want to hear about. First of all, though, a quick word from our friends at 
Simply safe. Did you guys know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why it's the right time to get Simply Safe. And that's why Simply Safe is offering a 50% uh, discount off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system today, half off, and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from uh, for Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get the proper police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. Also, I am aware they posted a college ball playoff um, type deal last night on our, on our audio channel. Uh, so I know some folks have already had a reaction, but you all have not had the big 12 slant reaction in terms of my thoughts, situations. That's why I wanted to give those there. All right. Uh, so the next thing to talk about is the big 12 pack 12 television situation. The deal really good article from Dennis Dodd at CBS sports. He says Pac-12 should be concerned about visibility, not value compared to Big 12 as new media rights deal nears. So uh, he says that, you know, those hung up on the value of media rights deals at this point aren't asking the right questions. Whether the Pac-12 makes more money than the Big 12 isn't the issue. It has become less about money and more about visibility. The advantage of the Big 12 jumping the line to sign a new media rights deal with ESPN and Fox last month uh, at least secures the conference's future. It will continue to be shown on linear television. The money is the money. On average, $31.66 million per school, beginning in 2025 with an all-in figure of about $50 million per school annually when the college football playoff expands. The Pac-12 is expected to finalize a deal in principle by the beginning of 2023, two industry sources told CBS Sports. One source said the league has sent out a robust proposal to ESPN and Amazon. Now, um, th this kind of goes on to say that, uh, you know, if a deal with ESPN and streaming giant Amazon is reached, the Pac-12 would likely be able to command a sum approximate of the Big 12's base figure. The Pac-12 all in total, including CFP, bowl games, and state tournament payouts, wouldn't be as large, mostly because of the Pac-12, a value of Pac-12 basketball pales in comparison to the Big 12. The Big 12 basketball, folks, there it is. It's right there for you. It's value. It's getting there. Um, the, the one thing you have to ask about, and this was something that I talked with Andrew Martian about is that visibility. And the one part of this that I think could factor into the expansion is the visibility. Andrew and I talked about it last week. If you're in Arizona, if you're in Arizona state, if you're those schools, if the dollar sum is approximate, you know, it's, it's around the same area. Um, is it worth going to the big 12 for your long-term future? Because they are going to be on linear cable, right? They've got more teams. Uh, you know, it, it kind of gives you a voting block. They're going to be on Fox and ESPN. You know, that at least ESPN has agreed uh, to, you know, to pay their share out to a power five school If a power five school joins. They will pay their share out. Fox will take some coaxing, but also, you could spread out some more of the money 
across. And so maybe you take that short-term hit like we've talking about as a league for more teams longer term. And that helps you out the next television contract or no, because A, the Pac-12 would be a much weaker conference at that point or even gone. And B, you're a bigger league with C, those late night windows out in the West Coast that you could then offer, right? So what we're talking about now, and what I think accurately Dennis Dodd points out is the talking points should not be about value because they're going to be in the same place. But what, you know, and I mean dollar value, but now what kind of value do you as a school place on being on linear cable again, splitting between a streamer like Amazon and ESPN. We've seen it that the, the Thursday night football can work. The numbers are pretty good for the folks over at Amazon, but that's the NFL, right? It's very unlikely that, that Amazon, according to our friend, Andrew Marsh, and once again, was on last week, check out that episode. If you have not seen it yet, it is very unlikely that, you know, Amazon, uh, you know, views the Pac-12 the same way they view the NFL. And it's very unlikely that Amazon would take anything less than like an A, a package, right? It would prob- probably end up being uh, split. And it would be the first time that a Power 5 conference would be on a standalone streaming service without a TV affiliation. Is Amazon TV coming? I've got no clue. You know, are they going to stay streaming? I don't know. But, it, you know, I, I, I doubt it because right now it sounds like ESPN eventually wants to go direct to consumer in the future. That's what it sounds like. Um, you know, but this it sounds like the good news to Pac-12 is they're keeping their schools, right? Uh, Dennis Dodd says not only are those schools – Cal, Oregon, Stanford, and Washington, not worth the $75 million per year Big Ten schools got in their new media rights deal, like Purdue, Minnesota, Indiana, pushed back against further expansion. They didn't want some of their games relegated to a still emerging streaming platform, right, when the Big Ten negotiated with Amazon. For the moment, Amazon has let it be known it is only doing business with must-see premium live sports television properties, namely the NFL. That's what I said once again. They are not gunning for lower level stuff. They are not gunning for Arizona, Colorado, which again, those teams could join the big 12, but they're not gunning for Stanford versus Wazoo. They want Oregon, Washington. They want Oregon and USC is going away. They want stuff like that. And look, the PAC 12 is not really bringing that to you. Sorry, no offense. And I wouldn't say that the big 12 was going to bring that to them either. I think that's pretty fair to say. So this makes that this entire assessment process right now a very, very interesting situation about what do these schools value? What is the conference value? What are the streamers value? Because that that will shape the television deal. That will shape expansion. That will shape the grant of rights. And obviously the grant of rights is a big important thing. That is the schools physically signing over you know, their rights to these television channels that's in play right now. So good stuff from Dennis Dodd. Keep an eye on this. I think we are going to hear about it soon, but you got to think about the recruiting implications. You got to think about uh, the visibility. Do you think that you'll kind of go away, lose significance if you're not on a major player like Fox and ESPN? It's a valuable question to ask, and it's one that we need to be asking. And I think the Big 12 asked it. That's why they kind of went ahead and did this deal. You know, take the visibility 
take the money. It's a good number as opposed to go out into the wilderness with this streaming and maybe risk losing some visibility. And it sounds like right now, at least, you know, at least one Pac-12 school has really weighed that, has really, really weighed that. From folks I've talked to, it sounds like Pac-12 schools, and more than one has obviously weighed the situation, but there have been ones that have been, you know, pretty close to saying, all right, let's do it the Big 12. Obviously, they want some partners in the Pac-12, but I, I know that there has been at least one Pac-12 or, uh, yeah, Pac-12 school that has really leaned towards joining the Big 12. They are not going to do it unless they get somebody going with them. Once again, they don't want to be out on the island with this, but um, there is that going. Also, there is the specter maybe of some Pac-12 expansion that is happening too. So there's that. All right. One more word from our sponsors, and then we are out of here. Today's show is brought to you all by Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com to check out the line of Built Bars that they have. White chocolate peppermint granola, candy cane brownie. They've got the Built Puffs, the Built Go, the Built Boost. They are revolutionizing nutrition as we know it. 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and low calorie. Only just 130 calories Go to built.com today. That's built.com. Promo code LOCK15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at L-O-Big12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Please subscribe to the channel if you guys could. Find us wherever you get your podcast and once again on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.